Blog Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yarn Thing. Oh, well, there you go. That's something different. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yarn Thing Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing Podcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. That's 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, and 11 o'clock in the Midwest. If you are anywhere else in the world would like to join us live for the broadcast, please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado. You can come and join the fun. There is also a live Facebook Live, uh, I guess that's kind of redundant, huh, that happens during each podcast. I get on the Marley Bird Facebook page, and you can do the behind the scenes and watch me as I interview the guests as well. So there are a couple different ways for you to listen to each show. Um, I want to say thank you to our lovely sponsors of the Yarn Thing Podcast. So let's say a thank you to Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bags, Crafty.com, Stitches.Events, and Red Heart Yarns where I'm the proud national spokesperson. You can learn more about my sponsors by visiting MarleyBird.com and click on the sponsor menu at the top of the page and you will get a direct link to each one of them please make sure you go by their booth or, or visit their website and tell them thank you for supporting your favorite podcast. So hello, everybody. So glad you are back with me. Uh, last week we had an excuse me, exciting show where it was only a Facebook Live podcast. So if you missed that, you might want to go back and listen. I did have a chance to announce that I have my own yarn line coming out with Red Heart called Chic Sheep by Marley Bird. Um, it will be available online only at redheart.com and joannes.com until about January or February of next year when Joannes will put it in their stores um, and uh, so on and so forth. So there will be future information about that, but if you missed out, you might want to go and uh, check that out. I'm excited about it. It should be a good time. Um, today I am thrilled because I have my friend and our friend, Hunter Hammerson back on the show, and she's here to talk about her newest book that she's been working on. You all know Hunter. She's been on the show um, many times. She's a favorite guest of ours, and she always brings the most beautiful projects. Um, I know that kind of sounds funny because it's a podcast, but all the books that she comes and she talks about, they're just really, they're really nice. So I'm excited to have Hunter back on the show. So I'm going to click on this here and say, hey, Hunter, how are you? Hey, Marley, I'm doing just fine. Oh, can you fantastic. hear me okay? I was excited. I can hear you just great. I was thrilled to see that you were on the schedule for today. Yeah, it's always so much fun to come and talk with you guys. Well, very cool. So, Hunter, um, let's give a brief recap of all the different books you've done and then kind of uh, walk us to this newest book, Silk Road Socks. Um, the the second edition and and talk to us about it. Yeah, so it the the list of all of them actually gets kind of long at this point. Um, <laughs> I, I I apparently don't like to sit still very much. Um, no, so I actually started doing this um, started designing back in like 2009, and it wasn't long after that that a publisher approached me and said, "Hey, you want to do a book?" And I said, "Well." Yeah, actually, that sounds like a lot of fun. And Silk Road Socks was actually the very first book that I ever did. And I I did that with a publisher, and that came out back in 2011. And it, it sold out really quickly. And by then, I had sort of caught this 
this uh, knitting book bug and decided, you know, it would kind of be super fun to do these myself. And so I started figuring out all the fun stuff you get to figure out when you want to self-publish things. And um, so then started doing the Knitter's Curiosity Cabinet books and did those for a little while and then had did a couple of Curls books. Um, but kept hearing from folks sort of all along the way saying, you know, oh, gosh, I – I wish I had caught a copy of Silk Road Socks back when it was available and, you know, oh, I missed it. And because it was out of print, I always felt really bad. I had to tell folks, you know, well, you, you might be able to find it on Amazon or you might be able to find it at a used bookstore. But there wasn't, there wasn't a good place to send folks. And I mean, if we're being super honest, I've gotten better at this over the last five or six years. And I kind of wanted to go back to this one and do all those things that I wish I had known to do from the very beginning. And so eventually I said, well, you know what? You can do that. Like that's, that's part of the fun of working for yourself is when you get this wild, crazy idea, you can go ahead and indulge yourself and, and, and do that thing. And so I said, okay, well, let's, let's bring this back. And if we're going to bring it back, let's really go all out and have a lot of fun with it. And so I spent, you know, the last year or so, digging in and revamping all the patterns and putting in a couple of new patterns and adding in lots more sizes and having a really entertaining photo shoot. And now it's all finally together and ready and here. And I'm just, I'm super excited by it. It feels like, you know, your, your first one is always special. And so it just feels really good to have it back out. I think it's really exciting that you've done it. And, I mean, that's something that so many designers have had the desire to do, and very few have. Um, so why don't you tell us what, what's the same, what's different, what can people expect, and all of that good stuff. Um, so we've got 16 patterns in there. Uh, there. There are the 14 socks that were in the original book, and all of those have been expanded because in the first book, they only had me do them in one size, and I don't know about you, but I have big feet, and I know other people who have big feet or who have small feet, and I don't, I don't really like sock patterns in just one size. So all of these have had a bunch of extra sizes added to them, and I also went ahead and did all of these patterns in two different gauges because, yeah, those skinny mini sock yarns that, that, you know, you can knit them up at eight or nine stitches per inch. They make really pretty socks, but I kind of like thick, cozy socks too. So they're, they're all offered both in sort of a sock weight gauge and also in more of like a DK weight gauge um, because that's how I like to knit my socks. And um, so that they all have a bunch of sizes and two different gauges. And then in addition to the 14 patterns that were sort of there from the first edition, two brand new ones. Um, because I thought if I was going oh, to do this, I, I wanted to go ahead and put, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you broke Did off just a little bit there, but I, mean, I think you could keep going. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I was just saying that, that, that I put two brand new patterns in there because that was a lot of fun. And the other thing that I was finally able to work out for this book, because it takes 
takes a little bit of logistics to get it to work, um, is we've actually put download codes in the back of the book. And so if you buy the paper one, uh, you just flip it open and check out the back cover, and there will be a link there that you go to, and there's a little code that you can scratch off to reveal, and you put it in, and that way you could have the electronic copy of it as well. Because I know folks really like having the e-version in their Ravelry library. I confess I am a fan of paper books. I'm, I'm, never, I'm never going to abandon the paper books. Those always feel more real to me. But I know the electronic ones are super convenient. Absolutely. I know that for me, I, I mean, I have so many books anymore that having them electronically, it just it makes it so that I have them with me most of the time. And I, I like that, that, uh, you know, they're just at the, the, I don't know, the stroke of the mouse. That's, is that even a term? I don't know. It gets oh, easy yeah. to get no, to. I'm, I'm, and the the thing that sometimes happens to me is I will take a project with me when I go somewhere thinking, oh, I just need to keep going on the leg. And then, like, I, I get more done than I thought. I'm like, oh, I kind of need the rest of the instructions, and I kind of didn't pack the book along with me because who wants to have one more thing weighing down your bag? Um, but, yeah, no, you just log into Ravelry, and there it is. That's awesome. I think that's brilliant. Um, so in preparation of you coming on the podcast, we did uh, – I, I have help lately. I, I was smart, and I was able to hire some more help. And so I'm able to get a little bit more prepared for these podcasts, believe it or not. And uh, Brittany put out the question of, do, does anybody have any questions for you now that you've been on the show so many different times? And, you know, I'm sure people have lots of questions. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to go through and kind of read through some of these questions that everybody has. Oh, sure thing. Fantastic. So the first one is from Deb Buckingham, who is known as the Dish Class Diva. Um, she's fantastic. She's uh, done some self-publishing books with um, Cooperative Press. Does that count as self-publishing? You know what I mean. Um, I so do. Deb Buckingham wants to know. Okay, so she wants to know. Uh, if you would share your design process, because she is so intrigued by you and your process. Um, so I actually do most of the designing before I sit down to knit. I know there are a lot of people who can design on the needles, and for me, it's all graph paper ahead of time. Um, so I, I usually sort of sit down and figure out kind of what it is I want to make and how I want it to look. And I often have most of the pattern written before I ever put yarn to needles. I mean, of course, then I go and swatch and make sure that that thing that seems like a good idea in my head actually is a good idea because every now and then the yarn you were thinking of using just doesn't want to do what you want it to do. Um, but so, yeah, I, I, I usually start on paper and kind of have a pretty solid idea of where I'm going and then I'll swatch. And the other thing that I always feel a tiny bit guilty about, but I think a lot of people do this, is once I have the pattern written and once I have um, my swatching sorted out, for most of the book projects, I actually have some really fabulous sample knitters who I, you know, I send them yarn and I send them instructions. And somehow magically, a couple of weeks later, they sent me back pretty finished things. Um, and, you know, then it's, then it's the, the, the normal stuff of editing the pattern and taking the pictures and doing all the, the sort of layout things. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people who uh, does it on paper before, before I get it on the needles. Awesome. 
that's that's good to know. Um, Luann Wright, who is a, a big fan of the podcast, she's she's fantastic. I know she's listened to your shows before, and she says that she doesn't know very much about knitting socks, and um, other than she that she wants to knit socks. So she would like to know where someone should start. Someone like her. What do you suggest? So. Socks are actually easier than you think they are. If you can knit in the round and if you can work some basic decreases, you can pretty much make a sock. Um, there is a wonderful resource online, and it's, it's called either Silver's Sock Class or Sliver's Sock Class. I think it's silver, um, but it, it's actually it's been around for years and years and years. It's something that I used when I was first knitting my very first pair of socks, and it takes you through everything, like from the cast on on down. It has pictures. It's probably one of the most like detailed uh, tutorials you'll ever see. It shows you a couple of different kinds of socks. Yeah, it is silver. I just checked. Um, if you just Google Silver's Sock Class, read through it. Better yet, read through it with yarn in your hands, and you're going to be fine. It's, it's surprisingly easy. Um, the only thing I will say is if it's your very first sock and you're turning your very first heel, just do exactly what the directions say and don't worry about why it's working until you believe that it does work. You can have fun figuring out, like, the why does this work after you've gotten through the first one. But for the very first time you turn your heel, just sort of trust um, and I promise it all comes out. Yeah, it's the blind faith, right? It's kind of like yep. I tell people that with Anchalak, too. Just, just have blind faith. It will work out, I promise. It will work yeah, out. And I mean, all right, so another is only a couple dozen stitches, so it's not that scary. It's not like somebody saying, no, 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 trust me. It'll feel weird through the whole sweater. No, it's just, it's just a few dozen stitches. You, you can totally do this. Just remember that it is a short road. If you don't know what short roads are, look it up. Like, there's a whole story I have about me turning my first heel and not understanding what a short row was. And anyways, <laughs> uh, it's, you'll, you'll get it. I, I, love, I love knitting socks. So, Luann, I know you can do it. All right, so we have Lisa. I took my glasses off, and I can't read now. Um, Lisa, it says, I so want to knit socks, but to be perfectly honest, I am scared out of my mind to try. My accounts are usually off on even the simplest of projects, but are easily hid. The idea of taking on a project like socks that have to, A, fit, and B, match, just fills me with fear. I have so many sock patterns I want to try, but can't bring myself to jump in. Any advice? So I'm afraid of failure. I took, it took me a week to knit a washcloth going from six to seven hours a day. I got a meeting, what, I got a meeting at the time you are on Facebook but plan to watch later. So she's afraid of socks. Um, any advice? Oh, okay. So I will tell you that socks are the first project that actually held my interest long enough to get me through them. Um, I, I have a short attention span, and I love socks. Because by the time you, you get something feeling comfortable, you're going to be ready to, like, and you're starting to get bored, you're going to be ready to do the next part. But if you're feeling scared of them, I would look for a pattern for baby socks. There are quite a few patterns out there that are structured the same way that adult socks are. So you will be learning all of the skills and all of the steps in making them. But they're for teeny tiny little babies with their teeny tiny little baby feet. And so it's not as big of an investment. Um, 
or if you're if you're worried about it and you want like the smallest possible safe jumping off point for a project tell yourself i'm knitting a christmas tree ornament and then you don't have to make the pair uh you can nobody's going to be upset if it doesn't quite fit the right way because christmas tree ornaments are shockingly forgiving um but yeah just just like do your first one as a teeny tiny practice project like make make that initial step in very very low stress Perfect. I think that is great advice. Uh, I love the whole idea of baby socks or even just the Christmas ornament. That's, that's absolutely perfect. Um, Renee in the Facebook Live group says that she's afraid of second sock syndrome. Um, how, how do you battle your second sock syndrome? Well, um, I've been known to take a good six months between finishing one sock and finishing the next sock. Though, to be frank, there are a couple of socks where I took six months between being two inches from done and actually finishing the toe. So it's possible that I am not the best guide, um, but I have heard from quite a lot of people these days who seem to really like making slightly mismatched socks. So I've, I've heard from tons of people who will take, take their skein of sock yarn, use the same color for both socks, and pick two complementary but slightly different patterns. So pick two ribbed patterns or pick two cabled patterns or pick two uh, lacy patterns. And at a distance, which if you're really honest with yourself, most people are probably only seeing someone else's socks from a distance. At a distance, if they're the same color and they're about the same height on your leg, nobody's going to come up to you and stop you and say, my goodness, your socks don't match. How dare you go out of the house? Um, and that way you, you get to knit two brand new things, but you still end up with something useful at the end. And I'm, I'm kind of starting to see the appeal of that. That's awesome. My daughter refuses to wear matched socks. Like she purposely buys these like below the ankle socks and she just doesn't care. She just grabs two socks. She doesn't care if one's pink with stripes and one's polka dot. She's like, it doesn't matter, mom. I was like, all right, well, maybe that's liberating. Who knows? (laughs) No, I, I have like the two extremes in my sock basket. I have either these, you know, fancy hand knit socks that I've made, or I have like, I bought 24 pairs of the same black socks so that I don't ever have to pair them up. I can just grab two because they're all the same. And so, like, if, if, if you see me, I either have on, like, very, very fancy socks or the plainest socks imaginable. That's great. That's great. Kathy Walters suggests two at a time. She says it's the best thing she's ever learned um, for having two identical socks. And I'm going to give Kathy, you know, two thumbs up. I am not a fan of two at a time because – I actually don't get second box syndrome. It's never something I've been, I've had to battle with. So I mean, I get so excited when I get to start the second box. I'm like, oh, I just finished one. It's time for the next one. But so many of my friends do two at a time socks, which I think is, is awesome. But for me, it just feels like it takes away that instant gratification that I love about doing socks. It feels like it just takes so long and I don't like it. Yeah, and I've also seen some people who decide, okay, I'm going to knit one toe up and one top down. And so, like, the the challenges that come with tweaking the pattern to work whatever the opposite direction from how it was written, um, that, that seems to entertain a lot of folks enough that the second sock syndrome doesn't kick in quite so badly. Isn't it funny? All of these, these things, just for these little tiny socks, which I find funny because – 
you know, people who don't knit might not understand how much work really goes into a sock. Like there are so many stitches and so much um, thing, so many things that go into it. But they're they're difficult. They are not difficult. I promise everybody, they're not difficult. Um, I find them a joy to work on, but they do take your time, and they're just little things you got to think about. Yeah, and I I think they are. For me, at least, they're one of the more satisfying things to knit because you can't really find an equivalently good commercial alternative. I mean, you can, if you're willing to spend the money on it, you can find some really delightful commercially made sweaters. And there are hats out there that are okay, but socks are just especially if you have really wide feet or really big feet or really small feet or if you have super high instep, there aren't always socks out there that are as good and there are never socks out there that are as cool Um, because, I mean, just even the socks with the cute designs on them are just not as pretty as the ones you can make yourself. So if, if you're, if you're going to go to, if you're going to put the time in for knitting, like I feel like socks, you get a lot of bang for your buck and non knitters out there. If there are any of you who happen to catch this in the background somewhere, if somebody knits you a pair of socks, it means they really do like you. Uh, you're, you're important to them if they put in that much time to knit a pair of socks for you. That's awesome. So let's talk about the Silk Road socks because you did them all based on oriental rug patterns. Um, so yeah. when you went through, like, would you just aspect of the rug? Like, how did you do that? Um, so I have loved and collected rugs forever and ever and ever. And there are hugely distinctive styles, like different towns, different cities, different regions make um, very different looking rugs. And so I thought, you know, okay, this is this is kind of fun. We can play with this. Um, and so when I was originally doing the designs, usually I would sort of sit down and research a particular style of rug. And, you know, it, it's great to go to a rug shop and do this, but I'll be frank and say it's also really nice to just be able to go online and look at, you know, here are 20, 30, 40, 50 different style, you know, different pictures of examples of this kind of rug. And then you can kind of start going through and pulling out what are the commonalities, what sorts of colors do they normally use? Is it something that's very curvy and floral? Or is it something that's more sort of geometric with lots of straight lines and sharp angles? And then you just sort of start playing with stitch patterns and going, okay, well, how can I, how can I echo that in knitting? Because I mean, obviously, Obviously, we're talking about things that are a hugely different scale. It's it's never going to be an exact match, but you can sort of go through and go, all right, well, how what what can we do to represent this? And so that was that was a tremendous amount of fun. And actually, one of the things that I had such a good time doing for the second edition is uh, there is a wonderful illustrator. Her name is Stephanie Fliss. I can't say enough nice things about her. And um, when I was talking about uh, needing some illustrations for this book, she got in touch and we started working together to make these wonderful little uh, motifs. So I would I would send her pictures of rugs and say, "Hi, can you can you make me can you make me an illustration that that plays with this aspect of the rugs?" And she drew these absolutely gorgeous watercolor pictures for me, and we were able to incorporate them in the book. And I think it just sort of helps tie it all together beautifully. Um, her, her work is gorgeous, and I 
I know it's, it seems super dorky, but I love being able to like play with stuff like that in books. I think it's just so much fun. Yeah, totally. I, <laughs> so I just hit a button on my phone and it transferred your call from my speakers on my cam or on my computer to my phone. And I'm only saying it out loud because the people on Facebook live are the only ones that are going to notice. And I'm telling them, I'm so sorry. It was totally my mistake. I just, I hit the phone button on my phone and it transferred it over. So I'm holding the phone up to the microphone. Um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was because I, I, anyways, um, I love it. I love all these patterns. I think they're really, um, they're really unique and, and fun. Like I would totally pick up my knitting needles and yarn and work on some of these. Can we talk about a little bit something you talked about earlier about using uh, sock weight yarn and DK weight yarn? Uh, somebody in the chat room was asking about, you know, they first her question was what is DK weight? And then um, maybe you can kind of tell people what your thought process was about. Did you change them all or offer them all so that they're in both different weights or just a select few? Yeah, okay. So um, all, all of the patterns are offered in two different yarn weights. So um, sort of a sock or a fingering weight gauge is, is what most people think of when they think they're, they want to go knit socks. It's that stuff where you can knit it up, and you really do need to knit them at like eight and a half, nine stitches per inch in order for your socks to hold up. This is where I'm going to have my little aside. If you're sad because your socks are wearing out too fast, knit them more tightly and they will last much, much longer. Um, I, I, I say this as somebody who used to knit my socks way too loosely and I know the pain of holes in your heels and that's that's a big part of how you fix them. But yeah, so all, all of the patterns are offered both in that sort of classic sock weight, but also um, if you like fatter yarns for socks, which I really, really do, um, there's also sizing info to work either with like a sport or a DK weight yarn, and that's something where you're going to be working more at like seven stitches per inch, um, and I think those feel extra warm and cozy. Um, I will say that most of the time when I am wearing my knit socks, I'm bumming around at home. I work from home. I get to do a lot of that. And I like the thick ones. I think they feel cozier under feet, uh, underfoot. And so I, you know, it's, again, it's one of the benefits of being like, you know what, it's my book. I get to, I get to make the rules. I'm going to go ahead and put the sizing information in for both versions. And so all of the socks, have all of the sizing information done both for um, a fingering weight gauge at like eight and a half stitches per inch and then also the heavier gauge at about seven stitches per inch. Now there is a slipper pattern in there as well and instead of being done in a sock and a DK weight, I think that one's in like a DK and a worsted weight because if I'm going to make slippers, I want them to be thick and cozy. Um, but, yeah, all, all of the patterns in there have it in two different gauges. And you can totally use either one. I mean, the patterns work either way. Nobody's going to come along and, and tell you you're doing it wrong if you decide you like to stick with the classic ones. But there, I hear from enough people who really like the thicker socks that I think it's fun to include both. Awesome. I love that. I love that option. Very cool. Hunter, this is so this is so awesome. I'm so glad you got a chance to do this new book. And it's the time of the show that we give away a prize. And I think that you are offering a couple prizes to our listeners. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. 
going to try this one more time. I'm so disoriented because of the whole phone thing. It's crazy. Um, If you're listening live to the podcast today, go ahead and pick up your phone and give us a call, 347-539-5589, What you uh, are, are doing is you're calling in. You'll be placed on a switchboard where I will see your phone number. And you are calling in to win your very own copy of Silk Socks by Hunter Hammerson. So uh, go ahead and pick up your phone and do that. In the meantime, there's always a chance for you to win if you aren't listening live to this broadcast. If you catch this show at least a week or two after the first airing of the, the podcast, um, you have a chance to win as well. After the podcast today, Caitlin will put the show notes up over at uh, MarleyBird.com. You'll go to MarleyBird.com, and you'll click on show notes or, or blog and find the show notes for today's podcast, where there will be a brief synopsis, including links and images and all that good stuff regarding the show. At the bottom of that post, you will leave a reply or leave a comment that includes a keyword that Hunter will give us here in just a minute. Once you've done that, you kind of sit back, relax, and just wait to see um, when we select a winner from today's podcast to be given away. It's usually just a couple weeks after the original air date, but because the summer was so crazy, we are behind at least a month, almost two and a half months. So um, we're going all the way back to when Stephen B. was on the podcast and giving away the prize for when he was on the show. And um, my notes say that it was a book that he's giving away. And what what happened is we go over to those, the comments that were left on that blog post of the show notes randomly selects a winner, and the winner is Amberly. Amberly com- Amberly's comment was, "I think I need to may need to buy some glitter yarn now." And so, glitter was the key word she used it appropriately. So now, um, I almost called her glitter. So now, Amberly wins a copy of Stephen B's book of the book that he is giving away. So after the podcast today, Caitlin will send an email off to Amberly and let her know she's the lucky winner, and then have things move forward from there. So pretty easy, guys, right? It's it's real easy just to leave that comment and just sit back and just wait to see if you're the lucky winner. But if you're listening live to the broadcast, hopefully you are calling in right now for a chance to win. So the guest calling number one more time is 347-539-5589. Wow. We are letting everybody pick up the phone, get up the nerves to call. I'm going to post it right here in the Facebook live group because obviously all of you guys are here. And so um, I am just saying, hey, give us a call so you can have a chance to win as well. Um, while they're picking up the, the call or picking up their phone, geez, Louise, Hunter, what is your keyword? <clears throat> Let's do adventure. Adventure. Okay, adventure is your keyword. It says that the lines are full. Adventure is the keyword, everybody, so make sure you leave uh, your keyword on the show notes. And it looks like you have quite a few callers because the lines are full, according to Blog Talk Radio. So I have 47 callers over here. Um which is crazy that the lines are so full. They kept out at 47. I'm not sure why, but uh, we'll make this work. So, uh, Hunter, why don't you tell – I'm scrolling up and down all the phone numbers. You tell me when to stop. That will be the lucky winner. Uh, let's go eeny, meeny, miny, mo. How about right there? All right. So that's actually clear at the top. That's area code 401. I'm going to click on it, 401. Hello? 
Hello, Marley. It's Audrey. Hi. Hi, Audrey. How are you? I am so excited. I'm a big fan of Hunter's. Aw, thank you. Oh, you know, he is amazing. I haven't heard from you in a while, Audrey. How are you? Well, I'm in the final phases of getting ready for our move. So taking a break from packing. <laughs> Audrey, I'm doing exactly the same thing. We have movers coming on Friday. So I am literally standing in my office surrounded by boxes. So I totally oh, sympathize. Yes. <laughs> well, we still have a few weeks to go, but I'm getting rid of 32 years' worth of accumulation. Oh, goodness. And, oh, goodness is right. My husband has discovered what actually is stashed. Yeah, we had been in this house for about 12 years, and there were things in the basement that I don't think I have touched in the 12 years we've been here. So, yeah. <laughs> well, good so things fun, come I... from it. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's, yes, that's do. great. I'm actually knitting now with yarn that I have had for 30 years and never knew what to do with. So, <laughs> it's time. It was time for a <laughs> project. Awesome. Oh, that's this is fabulous. That's very good wine. Well, Audrey, congratulations. Uh, you win a copy of Silk Road Socks by Hunter Hammerson. Um, if wow. you email me, winner at yarnthingpodcast.com, um, what mm-hmm. do you need from her? Um, just let me know what address to send it to, and if you want me to wait and send it after your move, let me know that too. Um, because well, maybe you I'll don't be here want until have... the yeah, I'll be here until the third week of October, so I think we're okay oh, well, sending then, it yeah, here. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I'll I'll get it in the mail as soon as I have the address from Marley. Oh, thank you so much. And the the pictures, I, I was on Amazon looking at the illustrations of what's in the book, and oh, my God, I was salivating. Oh, thank you. We had a lot of fun taking the pictures. So the, the, uh, the, feet model in, the feet models in that are actually my husband and my sister-in-law. And so everybody, <laughs> everybody stayed at my – my sister-in-law came over and stayed at my house, and we got up early in the morning when the light was pretty and had some champagne cocktails, and we were all in our pajamas and hanging out in my dining room and taking a lot of pictures. So well, it, you've it, given them a shot of fame. <laughs> there That's we go. Great. There we go. All right. Well, okay. Your Thank you so much, and Marley. Good to talk to you as always. Good to talk to you too, Audrey. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Very cool. All right. So, Hunter, remind me one more time. What is the key word for everybody? One more time. Adventure, because your knitting should be an adventure. That's right. Adventure is your keyword, everyone. Make sure you leave that on the show notes, which are available over at MarleyBird.com. Just a reminder, we love your comments on Ravelry and on Facebook and all those other really great social media places. But for you to be entered for a chance to win a copy of the book, you must leave your message or your comment on the show notes because that's where we select, we randomly select the winner. Um, All right. So, Hunter, congratulations on this book. I, I always ask you at the end of each show, are you working on another one? Oh, of course. Um, 
so so the timeline for books is long enough that you kind of have to start working on one before the next one is is done. Um, But, yeah, so next year's book should be Curls 3, and that one is all gradient yarns and speckle yarns because I I kept seeing pictures where people would make some of the other curls patterns out of gradients, and they would – blow me away every time so I said all right all right I gotta give in and do this um because I don't I don't think either gradients or speckles are going anywhere they're a lot of fun they are a lot of fun they sure are well Hunter congratulations on the new book and I'm sure we'll have you come back when Curls 3 comes out and uh good luck with everything it looks like it's going to be a hit all right well thank you so much it was lovely to talk with you all right you too hun bye bye so fun talking to Hunter. She is such a such a wonderful, wonderful human being, a wonderful designer, and it's just it's a good it's a good time getting a chance to talk to her. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the podcast a little bit. If you want to learn more about Hunter and um, some of her other books, you can always check out the uh, podcast that I've done with her prior to this one. Um, don't know what's going on with the whole switchboard being full. That's that's a new one. Maybe. Love you. We will be back next Tuesday with another show. Oh my gosh, three weeks in a row. Who knew? Um, and I uh, will have a special guest there. Thank you to Buffalo Wool Company. Great the bug and laid bag. Red Heart Yarn for the Thousand Books for Good. And uh, Brand New Sheet Sheet by Marley Bird. Thank you. Bye.